Wrestling fans, there's a podcast you want to add to your podcast playlist. Wrestling with the Willies, hosted by Josh and his brothers, and they discuss all things wrestling, like WWE Extreme Rules, WWE SummerSlam, and more. You'll get the results and their reactions on all the matches you want to know more about, as well as in-depth analysis, opinions, and fallout from the events on Raw and SmackDown. Wrestling with the Willies talk about all the wrestlers you know and follow. Their matches, moves, losses, and their achievements. Add Wrestling with the Willies to your podcast playlist right now. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, Google Podcast, and your favorite podcast platform. Two. Welcome, everybody, to the latest episode of Scream Creeps, where this week we're going to continue our premiere edition on the podcast with... This one being Five Nights at Freddy's, which we were supposed to do last week, but as I said on the last podcast that we did, um, my video card in my PC kind of crapped out after a month and a half of use, so we had to postpone, but with that, uh, Five Nights at Freddy's is a 2023 American supernatural horror film that's based on the video game series and franchise of the same name, created by Scott Cawthon. Directed by Emma Tammy, who co-wrote the screenplay with Cawthon and Seth Cudback from a story by Cawthon, Chris Lee Hill, and Tyler McIntyre. The film stars Josh Hutcherson as a troubled security guard who accepts a nighttime job at an abandoned family entertainment center where he discovers its four animatronic mascots come alive and are prone to murder. Elizabeth Lael, Piper Rubio, Mary Stuart Masterson, and Matthew Lillard appear in supporting roles. Development of the movie uh, uh, began in April of 2015 with the involvement of Warner Brothers Pictures. Roy Lee, David Katzenberg, and Seth Graham Smith were set to produce it with Gil Keenan announced as director and co-writer. But after several production delays, that version was no longer moving forward and Keenan dropped out of the project. In March 2017, Jason Bloom's Bloomhouse Productions was announced as the new production company with Chris Columbus actually set to direct and co-write it. Oh. Columbus uh, also ultimately left the project and, Am- and Amitami was announced as his replacement in October of 2022. The main cast was confirmed in December, while other cast additions were signed in March of 2023. With a budget of $20 million, filming began in February of this year in New Orleans and ended in April. So we were talking on the last podcast that six months I felt was standard. This one took two. I mean, they, they started... They, yeah, they started filming in February and ended in April. So. Dang. Yeah, well, I mean, limited cast. Yeah, I mean, small I budget. Yeah, yeah. and, and small, not many well, set pieces. I guess small budget for now. So with it's that, uh, oh, sorry. No, Go ahead. as no, that's fine. Uh, it was released on Peacock on October 26th and was theatrically released in uh, the U.S. the following day by Universal. I know Josh, who, and again, I didn't introduce ourselves, but. I'm Jeremy, of course, in the Scream Creeps t-shirt. I'm just Yeah, I know. Josh <laughs> is in the Batman hoodie. Aaron is in the, I would say, maroon shirt. Burgundy. 
or burgundy shirt. And then we have an addition that is typically not on the podcast often, but he's the host of our Sci-Fi Graveyard podcast, Um, Joe, um, in the Pepsi hoodie. You can't really see it, but it's a Pepsi hoodie. But um, but with that, I think Josh actually went and saw it in the theater. I think he was the only one that I think that actually saw it in the theater. I think everybody else watched it on Peacock. Oh, bless you. You guys suck. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't you actually just watch it at home, too? Yeah. (laughs) You fell asleep to it a couple of times, it seemed like. Oh, no. I I just sneezed and no one said, bless you. You guys. Oh, Oh, I didn't hear that. I didn't hear it at all. I didn't hear you sneeze. (laughs) Sorry. I that one up. Usually I, I'm real loud. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, so maybe I was just in the middle of the intro, so I wasn't yeah, really paying attention. The but um, the film so far has received negative reviews with the plot lack of scares and perce- perceived shoehorning of fan service receiving particular mm-hmm. criticism. Well, However, the film dang. has been a box office success as it's grossed $149 million as of November 1st. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's to be expected, though. I thought I thought the whole theme of Five Nights at Freddy's was that it was probably the, the most shocking, like, jump scares of any video game. So I was kind of expecting it to be more. I think it's well, because they, they skewed it to younger audiences with the PG ra- yeah, PG-13 yeah, rating. Definitely. Because well, a lot of younger people like the games, and I think that's why they... Did what they did. That's my personal opinion. I don't. Yeah, and and I had talked about this previously that this was going to be my kid's introduction into the horror realm, and my (laughs) oldest watched it and he said this wasn't scary at all. Like, (laughs) and and we held off on we held off on uh, my youngest watching it because he was worried it would be scary because of the way the game is, and I didn't know based on when I looked at common sense media. So I typically do that when I. When I go to movies, when I'm taking my kids to it, I look at what they say, you know, age-wise, you know, should be taken. And this movie, they said ages 14 and up. So I held off on actually having Liam, or my youngest, watching it. But after watching it, I was like, well, Liam, he can watch this movie. And I don't think he would have an issue yeah, watching yeah, it. Yeah, not at all. Um, no, the, the only terror... Mark- terror scenes are the maybe in the middle of the movie when the people go to break into the to the to the pizza place to freddy's fast yeah i mean and, fast yeah and that pizza. was the one scene that i basically had mentioned to him that was really the only <laughs> iffy one oh, huh? so you mentioned it to him beforehand so you gave him a little no uh, i'm talking about my youngest he still hasn't seen it so oh, okay. yeah. you're, I had you're mentioned that the only you know, part that he may think is an issue is that scene because when the girl gets basically and spoiler yeah. alert, I'm going to give this one away. A girl gets chopped in half. Well, I mean, they um, kind of showed that, uh, what's it called in the chopped. trailer, they didn't show that part, but they showed like people breaking into the pizzeria. So that like anybody that's seen the trailers should see that coming into the movie but, but really it is... to me this reminded me of Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark even though that it's not nearly as scary like 
to me, I don't think I was scared at all watching this movie. But it was a lot better than I expected it was going to be. Yeah, I enjoyed the movie. I mean, from yeah, from no, the standpoint, and, and for for someone who's never played the games, I've never played one of them. And the funny thing is, is my oldest he he was talking about a lot of stuff in them, even though he hasn't played the games either. But watching YouTube, I guess you find out a lot. So he was talking yeah, about yeah. a lot of the stuff, and there's a scene where there's a particular YouTuber that's in the movie that oh, has yeah, talked about. Cool. Yeah, Stuff. that's what I was going to mention. It was, um, okay, so uh, there was also another YouTuber that was possibly going to be in this movie that was uh, that is uncrowned, named as the King of Five Nights at Freddy's, and Matt Pat talked about it in the, well, because he talked about it on his YouTube channel about him being in the film, and that was one of the markout scenes for me because I've been watching uh, Game Theory for a while. He, he talked about that on his uh, channel or whatever, but the other person supposedly supposed to be in it was Markiplier, where he did a lot of let's plays on it. But I think it was because he's filming his own horror movie called The Iron Lung at the time. So it was kind of cool that they even wanted to include the people that kind of helped uh, really get the Five Nights at Freddy's brand to get higher too. I think. At the time, Markiplier helped them get Five Nights at Freddy's on another level, especially getting it to younger kids too, more but, often because of that. Yeah, one thing. There's two things I wanted to point out about the movie. It was, it, it was neat seeing Mary Stuart Masterson in a movie again. I haven't seen her in anything since probably the '80s, maybe the '90s, but. Yeah. it's been a long time and i looked her up and she really hasn't done anything in a lot of years I mean, so it Fresh was like tomatoes was the last like big movie that i saw her do but she yeah i mean she's done roles. Uh, a few things since like the late 90s but like since like 1999 she's been in like eight things mm-hmm. with this being one of them so it was, and then the other one obviously is Matthew Lillard. I'm not going to spoil yeah. his role in the movie and what, but uh, it was ref- it was not, with these new movies. We're not yeah. talking much about it. We don't want to spoil yeah, thing. We don't want to, yeah. Especially it's so early. It's like if you guys want us to do a spoiler discussion at one point, you could all uh, leave comments down below or whatever. But it seems like it's better for us to not do spoiler discussions really at least to spoil the movie so early on no well, just I agree it. as long as our opinions are are you know because uh, what I suggest this for anybody to watch yeah, it was entertaining it, it definitely was was it anything like I've I've seen of the games I really didn't think so I never played the game myself well, but the games are mostly jump scares based right yeah exactly so and especially the lore they don't really go out and tell you a lot of the stuff that goes into the lore that's one reason why I like the movie is well, because that's what they the movie went more in depth like. into it and especially they made the movie for the fans that's what they specifically said that the, Scott Cawthon was making the game of the movie for the fans of the movie instead of trying to make it accessible to everyone even though the story I think that is very accessible to everyone anyway but well 
Yeah, I mean, not playing the games and being as old as I am. I mean, uh, Chuck E. Cheese is still around, but it totally reminds me of that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's the point. Chubby's yeah. Pizza and Chuck E. Cheese are the yeah. inspirations for... Yeah, and you can tell. Five, I mean, I, there's no, Freddy's. like... <laughs> that you can't, like, say that there was none. Like, yeah, that's you could well, tell that's where he got the inspiration. Yeah. Now, the other thing, though, is and I don't know if you guys agree, and I know you haven't said much, Joe, but the cinematography I felt was really good in this movie. I don't know if that was the because of the way the lighting was of the, the actual pizzeria itself. I felt like the way that they did the lighting and the just the camera work itself in relation to showing that building off um, worked really well. And then, I mean... You know, you could tell it wasn't like a $100 million budget movie, but, you know, you could also tell when we've watched these other ones where they've almost spent almost as much. I can't remember what movie it was where I was shocked it was in the millions that they spent on the movie, and it didn't seem like, Aaron, you might remember which one we're talking about, but um, or that I'm talking about, I just don't recall. I know it was recent, Um, though. Yeah, there was one that was like they spent. Yeah, there was one that it was about the same amount they spent, and this one you could tell they spent money. That one you couldn't. It was like, but I just don't remember which scene it which one it was. Oh no, I think it was the reverse. Actually, I think it was something like it wasn't Blair Witch, but it was another one that it was like it was surprising. It was as high as it was for as little that they required to make the movie yeah that's the, that's the, what the i was referring to like talking the, yeah what, which one where there were no it might have been predator uh, or na- something oh mm-hmm. uh now the not predator the because alien that was on my podcast no one on, will save you that one no one will save you oh, yeah yeah i would say the blair witch was only made for like three hundred fifty thousand, some couple hundred thousand dollars well, it goes yeah, yeah so it was actually two million that's what jeremy looked up and i think it was two million dollars to make it and i was like what that it were no maybe that was the one it was like it, it required that much considering it was just three people in the friggin' woods yeah, because no one will it's save you was twenty two million for the budget. Which one? The um, no one will save you one then. Uh, and I don't think Blair Witch. I think Blair Witch was seven hundred thousand. It wasn't yeah, at it the was top end. It wasn't. Yeah, it was very low. Yeah. I think the witch might be the one that was like millions, and it was like what. That's but I, well, that was mostly well, because it was period based. Really, it, it was, was four million dollars for that one. Yeah, but yeah. The, but yeah, we've done a I, lot where it was. But anyways, this one, I just like the cinematography. I know I, that was stuff I had mentioned during. I it was the lighting. That, I wouldn't have thought that, I, that this movie would have taken twenty million though. I mean, it's it's probably paying uh, all the, well, the cast and crew and yeah. how many people were involved. And, all, like, and also, the one of the main things was that they rent. Um, I don't know if they rented it out or bought it out. But where they filmed it was in an abandoned Home Depot, so they might yeah, have they built the sets it. in. A, they might have bought it, rented it. it out for a so that reason. building that they then, actually showed was a Home Depot. That yes, was a it was tiny. A, yeah, home it used Depot. to be a Home Depot. Yeah, like no, uh, tiny. That it was, was a tiny one then. Seeing stuff <laughs> where, like, especially Matt Pat was talking about more of the stuff, like in, in depth about his role in the movie, because he was saying that the part 
little tiny part that he filmed was the very first scene that they did for the whole entire movie. So, like, the diner, uh, there's a diner scene, and he's, yeah, anyway. Like, so, he was talking about, that was the first scene, so Wait, he was I thought just that, talking what, about how the they... The first scene of this movie? Yeah, the first like, the film was, was the first guy. scene that they filmed, at least. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and so, yeah, like, first... when starting production, that was the first scene that was filmed. Ah, okay. It wasn't the See, first scene in like, the movie. like, day one. No, day, it wasn't the first scene, scene in the one. movie, no. Yeah, yeah. no. Like which is funny. But, which is funny in that scene is he's from game theory, but he gives a food theory. At yeah, theory. <laughs> and it, it was also funny, and it would have made more sense if, like, because they were talking about Markiplier's scene was probably going to be the security guard at the beginning of the movie, and that was like that would have totally been fitting for for his whole. That would have kind of been awesome. If he, yeah, if he that's what, died in the that's what I'm saying. Is like, so, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is certain things would have been funny, but uh, like, that's why I'm saying like this whole thing. And, and also, there's another movie that I. It was funny. I was talking to somebody when talking about the movie, and then he was like, "Isn't it like the Nicolas Cage movie, like Willy's Wonderland?" I was like, "Well, I mean, they kind of based that around this whole game series." Really? Yeah, that they and the trying, Banana Splits yeah. movie. Yeah, the Banana too, Splits yeah. movie. Yeah, because the Banana Splits sure movie actually be started. But Banana Splits movie actually started as a Five Nights at Freddy's movie, but they had to change it when they lost the rights to the film to to the IP. But I wanted to go back to what Jeremy said. I actually like the lighting and the the lighting and the atmosphere created by the pizzeria. I like. I think they did a good job with that. Even the lighting in the home, the this you could like this movie takes place in two thousand, like two thousand two thousand one. That's the time period because I think that's when the first game takes place. And this movie is based somewhat on the first, mostly on the first game yeah. with the little tidbits yeah. of some of the other games for world building. But it's predominantly the first game. There's a little bit of change in yeah. the story. Well, who the focus of the thing because they add some stuff, but the only thing my only criticism of this movie is actually I just wished it was rated R because then they could have done a lot more brutal things with it. To it, yeah, and and I really feel like the body count should have been higher, even though if that's what you're going for. But then again, if I were the, the games, I think are more about suspense, so. I feel like there should be something along that too. Like, cause I know they introduced mm-hmm. the cop, uh, the girl, the, the, the female police officer at the beginning of the movie. Uh, she's played by Elizabeth Lale, probably mispronouncing that. And she's Vanessa and how she ties into the story. And Joss Hutcherson is raising his sister after, I guess one of his parents died. And the other one just said, deuces, I'm out. Because that's what it seemed like he was saying when he was talking to the school counselor. Yeah, essentially. Then, well, uh, I understand. What, I'm like, yeah, I understand the criticisms that you're talking about, and it's totally warranted. I think it would have been better if it was a R-rated movie. But also at the same time, I knew that it wasn't going to be just because the fan base that was and that's mostly well, children. Well, you see, the thing is, so, is the original fan that. base was. Uh, 
let's say you were a teenager when the original one came out. That's when you were playing it. This is if it was set back in two thousand. When did the original game come out? It had to be uh, twenty. I don't remember. Years yeah. ago, at least so, in the two thousands. Yeah, uh, like, uh, that was that was twenty years ago. And so not only that, the original. Yeah, the old, the original concept for the movie was twenty fifteen. I didn't realize that they had planned to make a movie eight years ago, but it yeah, fell so through. I think yeah. I remember so, I mean, hearing something about that. that. Uh, the first game was released August, according to Wikipedia, uh, was released for Microsoft Windows on August 8, 2014, followed by yeah, ports okay. to Android right, so and then iOS. Sense. But so, because I think this game was like a hit, like right off the bat. And I think yeah, it had, yeah. of course, you know, you have Matt Pat with Game yeah. Theory and then Markiplier. They're both ones doing Let's Plays. And. Game yeah, Theory was doing theories about the lore. Well, well and they're Especially still making the stuff. Time. They're still making stuff because oh. when we went to PAX West uh, in September, there was a big booth for Five Nights at Freddy's and the oh, kids yeah, were they're, in they're, line for it. So they're still making stuff. But security breach. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, that that's what it I was I have for. one of the Five Nights games, but I can't remember which one it is. I have I the mean, one that was on were... PS4. I know that there was a, a, all four of them on Game Pass at one point, and I started to play them, and then I started to do it for, like, Halloween last year, and then I think something happened with the stream, and then I just didn't go back to it again. Like, so the I main... started doing the first night, and then, yeah, something happened, and I didn't go back to it. But that's pretty much all I've played out of the games. So to go back to the budget, the main cause for the amount of budget they needed was actually the animatronics, the the actual oh, yeah. uh, yeah, puppets themselves. Yeah, yeah, Jim Henson were, Studios. Yeah, the, yeah, Jim yeah, Henson Studios created them. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why they look so good. They had, yeah, yeah, they look awesome. Yep. That's yeah. why they look so good because yeah. Jim Henson did it. The studios did it. And then but also, was, obviously. I mean, Go ahead, Aaron. I guess Sorry, my door came open. <laughs> <laughs> but it was super family family friendly, so it was like the the entire thing, the story itself, changed from Five Nights at Freddy's. I felt to to the story be, between his relationship with his sister. Yeah, yeah. that mm-hmm. and what it was built. You know what I mean? So it, that that I liked. It actually had a story within it. Oh so yeah, it, yeah. And and they added the supernatural element in there. Too. Yeah, it, yeah. You notice he's he, at the very beginning. It's it's kind of like a, uh, not predictable, but it's a the characteristics you want in a protagonist, right? Since he's a prota- the protagonist, he's a very flawed individual at the very beginning of the movie, and then he's he's trying to seek redemption and be better. And by the end, all these things happen, and then he does become the person that you want him to be so so it was it was really good in that respect i i think so yeah yeah i enjoyed it and also uh aiden was thinking right too the character's name was actually uh mike schmidt was the character in the the game actually so the main character in the movie that was the name of the character in in the first game uh aiden had mentioned that when we were watching it that he said he thought oh, okay. the the name of the character was that, and I looked it up, and it was that. 
um, a different version of the characters portrayed in the film, but it's it's the same yeah. character name. And then the phone guy was voiced by Scott Cawthon. Um, okay, so okay, that's what I figured because I think he was the original voice for the first game too. I think I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure he was a voice of phone guy at the beginning of the game. Yeah. So, um, anyhow, but that was the biggest thing. I remember uh, he had pointed that out. That was one of the things I was saying. How do you know that? And he's like, uh, I think it's these YouTube videos I watch. Because yep. he's never played the game. He wouldn't play it because of the jump scare stuff. So the fact that he knew all this stuff, like he's pointing at the screen when the YouTuber was on it. And I'm like, what are you yeah. pointing at? Yeah. And, and, oh, and when that <laughs> was on screen? Yeah. 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 When I the, did the yeah. same thing. I was like, yeah. oh, shit, they actually had him in the movie. And then, yeah, because uh, it was a big, he, he couldn't talk about, about it. it afterwards. Yeah. yeah, he couldn't talk about it. Cause, but he was like, Hey, thanks guys for going to bat for me and wanting me to be in this movie. I couldn't tell you that I was actually in the movie. Yeah, it's just super cool. I'm like just a little tiny thing, especially knowing that he even reached out to Markiplier, which was awesome. That's what. That's why I highly recommend the movie, especially. I think that it's even like I forgot what the opening weekend is. I know that they said that it was the second best. Uh, it was the highest grossing movie Blumhouse movie. It was the oh, highest really? grossing Blumhouse movie. I'm Seventy plus million. I'm not surprised, but I'm also surprised with how much people went out for the movie, knowing that it came out the same day, practically on streaming. Like, yeah, and well, so it didn't impact it at all. It seems ev- like everything, according to the IMDb page, uh, the movie made its budget back by selling the distribution and streaming rights to the movie. So everything that the movie is technically making in the uh, theaters right now is profit, maybe outside of marketing, but I don't remember seeing a lot of marketing for this, but then again, I don't watch a lot of TV, so, so regular that's TV. That's new way that the industry is moving towards. So yeah. the movie's grossing off of production. Yeah, this uh, is what... But... Um, selling the rights over to certain streaming companies yeah and the funny yeah. thing is this is what i pointed out years ago that i was shocked that they weren't doing like because because the amount of money they could make straight off the bat i mean you don't have to worry mm-hmm. about the box office because these like netflixes and hulus or whoever will pay to it's just like what the theaters do they're paying up front for this stuff and then they're gonna show it, and, and the more popular. Your... Oh, sorry. Huh? Go ahead. I said, no, I'm just saying. I said this years ago that it would kill theaters when yeah, streaming yeah. started, because for one, you could go and and I tell Josh all the time before we did this movie subscription thing, like they they do it now, where two weeks after the movie comes out it's digitally streaming and you you pay 20 bucks to rent it well that's the same as if you go to the theater and watch it on the the only difference is it's a big big screen versus you know yeah. whatever they, size you have at home sad, though, because the theaters, I love you know what i mean the theaters. So i i really hope they it doesn't die because i've always enjoyed going to the to the yeah. movie theater i love oh, i wish i wish video stores would come back to be honest with you 
I loved going to movie theaters and I love going to a movie store to go pick out a movie. Then you go buy your stale candy that's out of date because, you know, no one buys it but you. I miss all that kind of stuff. Blockbuster used to be right down the road, man. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I lived, you know, I'm not going to lie. I do like Amazon Prime and just being able to pay the $3. I don't have to leave my house. (laughs) I do do have a very extensive voodoo collection of digital movies, but I do love physical as well. Yeah. And I converted my entire collection to digital. So, which might, I might, you know, I did that a couple years ago because it was taking up too much room in my house. Like, yeah. Um, now you so, just need to own ooh, your own server in order to put all these damn movies on it. And so, I, I yep. actually want to well. set up a media server, <laughs> like a NAS, but just for my media files, like for movies and stuff, set it up in my living room. And then that way, anyone in the house wants to watch something, no matter what room they're in, they it's like right there. Down. Oh yeah, yeah. I want to. I actually you do want to set that. something like that up. It'd be it'd be kind of simple, so. Because I actually I actually enjoyed this film. I did say my only criticism is I wish it was rated R, and that's really it. I mean, this well, movie yeah. is skewed <laughs> to preteens and teens, so yeah, it, it has yeah. to be PG thirteen. It kind of uh, harkens for me back to, and again, this is coming from somebody that never played the game, so I don't really have the same comparison as I do to this movie, but. It equates to when we talked about Mortal Kombat um, a while ago that the original Mortal Kombat was not the way that Mortal Kombat should have been made. It should have been the way the new one was where it's rated R where they're doing bad stuff to people. Like the the movie shouldn't have been like toned down for kids to watch. Like this is literally one that... You know, and so the latest one that that's they made, the kids, and that's why kids were playing the damn game, is because people. That's said why I was a kid. And I was playing yeah. the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, but, desensitized but, to it already from playing well, the game. But that's what I mean. That's my point. When they went and made that, the best thing that came out of that movie, I would say, is the damn theme song. Because today yeah. oh, I well, still yeah. listen to it. Yeah. Um, well, the theme song is actually yeah. from before the Mortal Kombat test. Your mic. <laughs> I love it. That's actually from the the album that was released in 1994 in yes. support of the first game. Because they did an album with. I know, but I'm just saying we still listen to it today, and there's songs I compare to it. Uh, one being an electric cowboy song called uh, "Dancing Like a Ninja." Playlist? It probably is. It's probably in my playlist, but it's called Dancing Like a Ninja. There's a part in the song where yeah, it reminds me. Yeah, yeah. So it reminds me of it. But but anyways, we kind of um, digressed from yeah. this podcast, but I was no, just pointing but... to how Five Nights at Freddy's, like what Joe said, I think would do well as a rated R movie, but um, I could see I why mean, they well, didn't. Yeah. I can yeah. see why they didn't, but I can see why I would want it because you know I grew up watching slasher films, and at the heart, the the monsters in this monsters, uh, the animatronics, they're they're monsters and they're slashers. So, like, pardon me, sorry. Uh, and so I, you kind of want a little bit of gore. Like I don't want it to go to the extreme gore, like say the Evil Dead remake in twenty thirteen. I thought that was like crossing the line with gore like it was way too gory but i think there should be like a nice balance i don't agree with that 
But, <laughs> I, uh, yeah. I could, it yeah. was too gory for me. Yeah. I, I, I grew up on all that. Gorian. I grew up on like Friday the Thirteenth, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I'm so. telling you, we're gonna do either a podcast or a video about that because I'm we're gonna compare those two. Well, and we've been taught about it for years. We got two new Evil Dead remakes. Have you have y'all even yeah. watched the newest one? The Evil yeah. Dead Rise one. Yeah, I yeah, even yeah. Red Rose. that one's yeah. even a new version of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they honestly should have kept going with the 2013. Oh, yeah. Well, that's yeah. what they originally, the original plan was to do a sequel and then eventually have Ash, you know, Cliff Campbell, and then yeah. her, the girl from the, the reboot, team up in a movie. Uh-huh. That was the that, original plan. I feel the reboot versus the Evil Dead. I felt and, the reboot was brilliant. It was, I mean, it was one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite horror movies. And I mean, was they when were, we watched that in New York too. I, mean, mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw I, that in theaters uh, when I worked at the Rave Motion Picture Theater in Destin. It's no longer. Oh, oh, I'm thinking of Sun Plaza. I was shocked the last time I went back there. Yeah. It's totally not there anymore. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be an Aldi. Yeah. But I was like, I drove by, I'm like, oh, fuck, the building's not even there anymore. Oh, so no, they like, that sucker now fast. Yeah. It sucks, yeah. too, because yep. speaking of going to see movies, I saw a lot of movies there. The first movie I saw yep. there was, like, Star Trek VI. Um, I saw... X Files, and I used to work there too. That's what I'm saying. Joe going to watch Star Trek. (laughs) Yep, yep. That's it. And I didn't pay to go see it because my uncle knew someone who got me into the movie for free. That's the Enterprise on a screen. I'm going. Did that blow your mind? Oh yeah, yeah, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Now I went to go see a Star Trek movie. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, Um, but but yeah, for. I agree totally with you, Joe, that I could see it being, but I think, I don't know, from my standpoint, I, I think it did it justice because it is one of those things like my kids actually are able to watch a horror movie for the first time horror. and kind of yeah. get their, uh, lead in, get sure. their lead in into it. Cause I am going to be watching it with him coming up soon. Yes. He's going to be like, ah, oh no. I'm in. I really I, like so, said, I don't think he's gonna be as like scared as what he's. I think he's gonna be. No, but it's one of those things. You know how yeah, some like, people have to be led into things. I think Aiden's yep. one of those. Like, yeah, don't don't do what I'm my not mom gonna. Did. Don't be I'm like, not gonna. Here's the movie, show, kids. Have fun. Like, Bye. His first movie's not yeah. gonna be sinister. Hey, it's sit not, right uh, here. It's not like it's a gateway to drugs or nothing. I mean, it'll be. Okay, oh no! You know no <laughs> so, no. No, but remember, you know, I know my kids, right? So it's like, <laughs> I want them watching horror flicks with me. Want to? Yeah. <laughs> Who yeah. taught you how to watch this film? You did, yeah. Dad. I learned about yeah. watching you. Yeah. It all started with Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah. <laughs> what do you kids into nowadays? What are you? I got my likes from you. No, but you know. What is this hockey uh, mask doing in your room? I was gonna wear it to camp. Oh no! (laughs) But you know, anyhow. But uh, do you guys have anything else to say about the movie? Or nah, Uh, I actually, like I said, I liked it without getting into spoiler territory. You know, the story is a simple story. It's 
Josh Hutcherson's dealing with a trauma uh, from the when he was a kid, and he's he's got to raise his sister now, and he's trying to keep custody of her because Mary Stewart Masters. This isn't a big spoiler or anything. Yeah, it's I like know, right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, you're spoiling the whole. But, movie. Uh, yeah, give away the whole fucking movie, yeah, Joe. You're giving it away, man. Shut up. But she's Shut trying up. to get we're custody of, of Abby, the sister. Uh, Mary Stewart Mas- Masterson is Aunt, J- Aunt Jane, and it's about him, you know, wanting to keep his sister, and he's kind of have to. He has to step up and put his past behind him, plus deal with the the supernatural things going on at Freddie Fazbear's, and dealing with uh the purple the, the purple man, which that's another part of the movie is the purple man who's. Yeah, the one who totally caused the cre- if you watch the if you played the games you know who the purple man yeah. is and this movie is for those people so you know he's deep down that's the one responsible for why the the animatronics are like how they are oh, and I see and yeah. so it's I thought it was good it was enjoyable do I that I wanted a little bit more of it yeah but no movie's perfect I mean. It's not fucking Nightfall, so it's not the worst movie ever made. Yes. So. Oh, Nightfall. 007 Nightfall? No, there's a Nightfall. Dude, you should have been on that. That's one of the worst movies I've ever watched. Yeah, Uh, it's horrible. It's horrible. I found a movie that I couldn't even finish called 5G Zombies. Both those movies. Fuck them. All right, I'm... I don't even remember. Like, Nightfall, no. Don't ever watch Nightfall. Read the the novella. Now I've got to watch no, see how it's on. It's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. It's awful. It was awful. It's it's really it bad. It Doesn't even make it's, sense. That's how awful. No, it is. and if you read the original novella, it's nothing like the novella. The novella is really good. They, they butchered this story by Isaac Asimov. The and it so. Yeah, on the scale of that, Snipefall being the worst, <laughs> yeah. and the best horror movie, let's say a nineteen Nightmare on Elm Street, nineteen eighty four. This is like a five or six. It's good. It's enjoyable. Uh, if you have, if you want to introduce your kids to the horror genre, like for Jeremy, it's a good step in. Um, one of my other friends asked if their daughter would be too frightened by it. I was like, not really, because it's not really the only intense scene is the scene where they break into the pizza place. And other than that, it's, it's more of a suspense thing. And so that's, I guess that's it. It's worth seeing. If you don't want to go see it in theaters, watch it on Peacock because that way, either way you're still supporting the film because if the numbers are high on Peacock, then it justifies them paying the, we'll say $20 million for it. Yeah. The money for it and, or go see it in theaters. So I say, go watch it. It's worth so, it. so with that, uh, this one will be released on Saturday. Um, the next podcast we're going to be doing is we'll be going back to our top 35 scariest movies according to science, uh, with that being number 20 being the Scream movie, the first Scream movie in the franchise. So that'll be next Wednesday that that comes out, right? Yeah, that'll be yeah. next Wednesday. Uh, um, I wish I now, could be there for that. Yeah, one <laughs> thing we were thinking about, though, is do we want to do a watch party this weekend uh, for what? some type of horror movie? Just any more horror movie. Since we won't be... There isn't a horror movie that's coming out this week right. to, to talk about. 
Um, maybe we uh, do a watch party on Twitch of something. You could do Night of the Living Dead or something. You Wait. could because that's royalty. That's there's no copyright, so it's not like someone's gonna like copyright. Well, we can do anything on uh, Amazon through Twitch. Any, so Ooh. we can take a oh, look no, at that. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Ooh. There's so many different versions. Really if you wanted to do 1968's Night of the Living Dead, I wish well, I could join I mean, you for Scream because uh, I actually have the screenplay for Scream. I used it when I was in on the debate team, uh, forensics speech debate. I was on the speech side, and so I did uh, prose poetry. Where the prose I did was actually dialogue from scream <laughs> and yeah well yeah because yeah, i don't we'll, I, uh, we'll figure something out yeah but yeah i just was thinking of an idea so if anybody's made it to the end of this podcast and you're watching it on youtube drop us a comment if you have an idea of a movie that we should watch together on twitch um otherwise we we may not do that. We may do it. We haven't decided at this point yet, but it's just a thing we've been throwing around recently. Yeah. But but uh, for all of us here at the Heart of Geek and Scream Creeps, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast, and we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night, and see you on, see you on uh, Saturday.